Hey, everybody, a quick warning before this week's show. We do acknowledge the existence of Star Trek. So listener discretion is advised. Okay, now to this week's show. Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast, where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 3, The Doctor is Out, which originally aired on September 30th, 2003. Is this episode's theme still funny or horrendously dated? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. With me as always, it's our resident upside-downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, the Doctor may be out, but I am in and I'm thrilled to be here, as always. Also with us today is our confirmed bachelor, Bradley Kirkston. Curtis, the doctor may be out, but the Kirkston is still in. Great. I like that for you. And today we welcome back to our show a very special guest. It's my other brother, Kenny. Welcome back to the show. I like that I get other brother. I'm the yeah. first brother. Well, you got uh, a major, major demotion. That's the meanest thing Curtis has said on this whole show. Kenny, I'm, Kenny. I'm like, other brother. <laughs> I am, I am the, he, if anything, Kurt, you're the other brother. I started this whole thing. To be clear, I'm, I'm, I, I refer to both of you as the other brother when one or the other is on. No, no, no. He referred to, that's false. He referred to Ethan as the honorable Ethan Sheck. I called him number one. You called him the golden child. He did. Ah, this is terrible. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry, Kenny. We know Curtis is the other brother. Yeah, he absolutely is. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now that we've thoroughly insulted Kurt, he can move on. And on yeah, Curtis, note, why'd you bring one of your more important family members on tonight? What are we doing? No, here? Mom, mom said no. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> let's, get dad, let's get your dad oh. on an episode. Let's do oh, that. Oh, man. I, Could you, I, I don't have the time to help him figure out how to get onto a podcast, guys. <laughs> he'll, he'll probably have an easier time than me. Let's just let's get him on. Every that week. That is very true. Every single week. Well, Kenny, uh, one of the reasons we brought you on today is because we know that you're a big Star Trek fan. And, of course, the major guest star in this episode is Patrick Stewart, who's best known for his role on Star Trek, The Next Generation, Mott the Barber. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good joke. Or not. Yeah, I don't know at all. This is a joke that Kurt put in just for me. That's cool. If you tell anybody <laughs> tonight, can you illuminate us? Mod the Barber is a character that was in like two episodes of Star Trek and is not Patrick Stewart. That's oh, about okay. the joke. There is there is one episode where Captain Picard is is caught. That's and that's he has true. to he has to identify himself and he lies. My name is Mott. I'm uh, I'm the barber. This is true. You know what? I regret asking. That's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Settle in, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a very long night, isn't it? <laughs> so before we jump into the Frasier episode, we thought we might see how we would recast the Frasier characters into the Star Trek universe. So, well, I think Frasier's going to be Mott the Barber. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that, was that your... Curtis impression? That's my Kurt, that's my Kurt impression. Oh, I mean, no. it's pretty accurate, but... Uh... <laughs> Do I never pull that out? I feel like I've done that. <laughs> what are we doing, Curtis? Uh, first of all, this is your idea. Second of all... That's <laughs> before I knew what the episode was about. Um, yeah, so uh, so of the Frasier cast characters, uh, what, what, who would they be in Star Trek? 
Oh, I'm so glad you're asking the two guys that know literally nothing about Star Trek. Well, I'm asking my brother as well, who knows <laughs> okay. a lot. I, I know way too much about Star Trek. I was going to say, me and Brad should take a shot at it, and you two should grade us and tell us what the real answers yeah, are. Yeah, That's a I, great I, idea. I like that. I, would, I like that. I would like to go first, because I really only know one uh, character on Star Trek. You know more than one character on Star Trek. I don't you know You might not know that. any from, from this You series, know Mott but... the Barber? Mott no, the, the only... Barber? <laughs> no, and I don't, even know, I don't even know their character's name. I just know Whoopi Goldberg was on it. Yep, um, I am excited to find out who Whoopi Goldberg is. Like, which Frasier character you're going <laughs> to cast as Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, that's... Oh, all right. Are you ready? Yes. We're ready. I, uh, well, I don't know if the world's ready, but I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, no, obviously it's Gil. You can't play coy once you've been caught traipsing around bad billies. I got no sympathy for you, bitch. Who? What? Gil. Who's Gil? Gil Chesterson. Jumping all the way to the end of the episode. Uh, he's the guy who winds up going into the, the gay bar at the end. Yeah. Oh. Do you understand the assignment? Yeah. <laughs> no, clearly, clearly the same person. Clearly, who's the same person? I want to say this. Even discounting Star Trek, in what way is he like Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, you don't know Whoopi, then. You don't know Whoopi. Please explain. I don't think you do. I, I mean, I've seen Jumpin' Jack Flash. I saw her cameo in The Little Rascals. I think I'm I'm pretty well-versed in Whoopi Goldberg. I only know her from Rat Race. How many how many episodes of The View have you watched? Do they have episodes? Yeah. <laughs> what do you... Wait, wait, wait. What, what is that question? Me? Yeah, what? Do you, you don't think they have episodes? What do you think no, they do? No, it's just daytime talk, you know? It's just on. It's, it's still an episode <laughs> of television. Is it? Correct. So, like, season season two, episode seven of The View, you go back... Oh, and- oh. Best moments. Yes. I have the DVD box set and everything. It's got a real continuing story. Yeah. This uh this little skit has really gotten away from us. Uh, right. <laughs> it's a mess. Right, right. Would you like to attempt to do this game? In the chat, yeah. I've I've posted exactly what what how I'm feeling. I I'm making this exact face right now. Oh, is there a chat? Is there a chat? <laughs> I also am a little surprised there's a chat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to take my best. Uh, Brad, you really don't have any, you're not going to be able to make any attempt? Not at all. But Ryan, I really enjoy that you've kind of been on my side today, so I appreciate it. Well, I have to, someone has to team up against the, the brother Sheck. The brother Sheck? <laughs> all right. I don't know all of the characters of Star Trek, but we're going to go for like rough jobs. We have to start with Frazier, right? Yeah. He's, he's going to want to be captain. We can't do that. We got to put Marty at captain because he's useless and can't do anything else other than kind of boss his sons around. So we have to put Marty in the captain role, which will make Frazier mad. I also put Captain uh, Picard, who is the older patriarch and yeah. ultimately in charge. I gave that to Martin as well. So good job. Kenny, what, what do you think? Is, is that a good choice? Yeah, I think that's a good choice of, of the characters. I would put him as the captain. Good. All right, we're batting a thousand so far. Frazier's going to have to be the doctor. The doctor from the, the original Star Trek series. Isn't he super pissed all the time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that's perfect for Frazier. I'm a surgeon. Not a psychiatrist. Uh, that is that is not a terrible choice. I, I will say that I gave Frasier to the Doctor's son. And I only uh, was choosing Next Generation characters. So I figure that kid is hard. Hard? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? Star Trek have you been watching? <laughs> I, was I don't remember to... that episode. Are you reading some <laughs> Will Wheaton fandom? I heard you know how to turn them on. <laughs> I was right. I wrote in my notes that Frasier was hard to figure out. Um, but then I, I conflated it and it did not go well for me. Uh, yeah, so Frazier is self-righteous and kind of a man-child. So I figured that he would be Wesley Crusher. Yeah, he'd be 
Wesley Crusher. Okay. I don't I know that that's a character, so. You don't, need just, you don't need to. Will Wheaton as a little baby. He's just famous from Star Trek, right? Like, he hasn't been in other stuff. Stand By Me. Stand By Me, yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a great movie. Let's do a Stand By Me podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll watch Stand By Me backwards. <laughs> oh, okay. We have not discussed doing movies backwards. That's an interesting idea. <laughs> I just watched the Beanie Baby movie, so maybe that will be a good one. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? A Beanie Baby movie? You're not making a joke about Barbie right now, because that would be a very good joke. <laughs> No, it's a it's a movie about the about creating Beanie Babies. I'm not going to look it up. I I still don't know if you're joking or not. No, I'm really not. The Beanie it's, Bubble. It, I can confirm this is a this is a real thing that exists. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I, I just looked it up, and it is tr- it is a thing. Oh yeah, no, I'm about to send it in our in one of our chats. <laughs> This chat, I just found out there's a chat I can send things in. He's definitely going to text me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to text Some other chat. Ryan, any others? Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. The The easiest one is Niles, right? I'm going to put him in the in the Spock role, like the data role. Cause he, yeah, that's, he clearly, yeah that, like, that makes sense. He's read up on society, but he clearly has no idea how to be a human. It is the Pon Far. Time of mating. <laughs> Perfect. That is a good choice. The only thing I know about Spock is he's played by the Jewish guy, right? We, I mean, to be fair, Captain Kirk was also played by a Jewish guy. Shatner? Shatner's, Shatner's Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Shatner's Jewish. He's Canadian Jewish. And so what? is Whoopi Goldberg. Everyone's Jewish. Is she? <laughs> yes, she is. I'm, I'm hearing so much and I'm learning a tiny bit. I think Roz could do... Is who's, Who speaks the most like to the aliens when they encounter them? What are you talking? What? What are the questions? I haven't seen Star Trek enough. Who handles they, the ma- original comms? Uhura would be the one, I guess. I want to give that to Roz. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the that communication. That, 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 that makes some sense. I did a, a gender better here because for me, Ooh. there's a character named Commander Riker, and he is a womanizing sex machine who is a lot of fun to be around and the smartest person in the room. So I thought that was Roz. Oh, that's a pretty good. Yeah. Part. That's a good pick. Uh, another one that I, I will share. So there's a there's a character called Tasha Yar, and she's a badass female character who was criminally underused and only lasted for part of a season. So I would cast her as Ronnie. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Never forget I died doing exactly what I chose to do. All right, let's just say I didn't have the best lipo guy, okay? <laughs> Is anyone just pregnant floating around in space and also doesn't have any use? Counselor Troy. How do you think it feels to sit and listen to someone whine about themselves all the time? Good. All right, Daphne, you're we're set. I forgot about <laughs> Daphne, but uh, since Fraser forgets about Daphne as well, I think that uh, <laughs> Troy is a good choice. On brand. Nice. Well, that was enough of that terrible bit. Should we get into the episode? You could cut that entire bit out and no one would care. I know, I'm certainly tired of it. it I'm surprised bad. we all, yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more contentiousness. Nobody. You and I know nothing about the show. It was, and it was your idea to do it. I didn't know what this episode was about. <laughs> I just kept talking about Star Trek. I said, okay, here we, here we go. Also, he, he had the most Brad idea ever. He goes, let's just talk about who's been on both Star Trek and Frasier. That is a Brad idea. It's the most Brad idea ever. First off, it's more like a Bradley idea, but it's fine. Whatever. We'll just keep it going. I've never heard of Bradley. Who is that? That's fine. Uh, we had a guest <laughs> in week one. We open with an elevator rising up the Space Needle. At the coffee shop, Frasier meets Niles for a secret game of squash. 
They run into Roz, her flamboyantly straight boyfriend, and Professor X, an opera director that leaves the boys starstruck. Marty is somehow both the most homophobic and the least judgmental. Can I start with a disclaimer for this episode? This podcast does not agree with some of the incredibly homophobic jokes you're about to hear as we talk about throughout this episode. We thank you for listening to this to this uh, disclaimer. Now, Brad, can you tell them about all the jokes that we do agree with? Oh, no, there's not many. <laughs> I'm thinking this entire episode, I kept going, is this horribly dated or sort of progressive for the time? And I think the answer is both? No, I think it's terribly dated. I mean, it is terribly dated. I, it wasn't as dated as I was expecting, though. That's, that's what I was surprised, because... The Patrick Stewart character, the joke is never about how he is gay. Really. True. The joke is all about Frasier using it, or, you know, for his own advantage. And I was like, that's interesting, because the joke could be all about him being like, oh, you know, and, but it isn't. And I'm like, he's treated, like, perfectly normal. And it's the, it's just that Marty is homophobic as shit. Well, yeah, they that's are, a really good point. They do make a lot of those jokes at the guy they think is gay, who may or may not be Correct. inconclusive. I, I, right. That's what I was going to say. I think the worst jokes are towards Roz's um, significant other. But that is fun that they don't lobby him at the actual gay guy. So that's a good point. Right. Yeah. Not sure if that's better or worse, but okay. That's, that's definitely better. You said that confidently. <laughs> well, that, I thought about it for a second. <laughs> I wanted a gut check because I I had the same feelings watching this episode and I, I wanted to know because I remembered it from when I was a kid. Am I just remembering it fondly because of nostalgia or is it really not that bad? And so I, I actually showed it to my boyfriend and he laughed. He thought it was good. He didn't, he, 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 he did not think it was crazy homophobic. So okay. I think, uh, I think that was a good, uh, little test now does he happen to be crazy homophobic because you know that'd be interesting <laughs> It'd be a really interesting uh dynamic in your relationship <laughs> it would be i mean it, would, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he hated curtis now that is a great idea for a podcast curtis is in a relationship with a homophobic gay man that we he could... can first of all first of all he can and does hate me that has nothing to do with his homophobia <laughs> which is rampant <laughs> And he's definitely going to love that we just said that on national uh, syndicated talk show. I, I don't think you're that national at the moment. Definitely well, not syndicated. By the time this episode released, we will be. Okay. I just want to say that once again, Niles is lying to his wife about his whereabouts. Correct. Yeah, he's I, a super terrible person the, the whole season. He's a very selfish person, which makes him fun. It's going to be interesting, I think, in the previous seasons to see if he's less of a terrible person when Daphne is not pregnant. Like, this is when he should be his best to her. Well, all I'll say about that is selfish does as selfish was. Oh, I don't, know. I don't know what to do with that. So not a spoiler. But speaking of spoilers, it seems like from this scene, Roz dated Frasier. I think they uh, basically explicitly say that. They do make a comment about that i don't think we can really we can't really comment on that because we can't confirm or deny what we can do is agree with you that that is the comment that was made in the episode didn't seem too jokey so i, I think we could say you will get clarity in future seasons i think that's good i say. love yeah. clarity it's helped the whole time watching the show backwards in season five there's an episode where she just says outright just to be clear we have not and will not date <laughs> that'd be very helpful <laughs> That, or if she could provide explicit dates and somehow tie them to episode numbers, that would be very helpful. 
Nothing better for network television than just dates. <laughs> Brad would love it. <laughs> there were two actors in the scene that I looked up. Um, the character of Alistair is played by Patrick Stewart. Okay. I've heard um, of him. Was he on any shows we should know about? Uh, just a couple. Um, and the character of Barry is played by David Mueller. Is he a famous person or is that just his name? Not even just not even a little bit. Okay. Yep. Great. It was exciting to see uh, the captain hanging out at the bar. Talking about uh, Barry? No. Uh, are you trying to say Patrick Stewart hanging out at a coffee shop? Is that your definition yeah. of the captain hanging out at a bar? <laughs> the coffee bar, but I did. <laughs> Why am I the one translating for you tonight when usually it's you translating for me? Oh, I don't get out much anymore. I'm like, oh, I'm at the bar. Found this great coffee shop. They sold uh, <laughs> they sold pistachio coffee. I loved it. I heard all about it, but there's no free advertising on this podcast, so please stop. Don't worry. I don't know their name. In that moment when you two were just talking about pistachio coffee, I felt as out of the loop as you did during the Star Trek bit. <laughs> Oh, the statue is a, a tree nut, I think. You, uh, Curtis, you're not missing out on anything. Okay? <laughs> you, you can just ignore the two of us, okay? Oh, pistachio is actually a member of the cashew family. Okay, well, there's no pistachios in this episode, besides Patrick Stewart. It's your best shot at a joke you've done this whole podcast. Well, that's you know, funny, Brad. Can I just say, Brad, even when I'm listening to this podcast at home, you say a joke, and I just start looking around the room, hoping I'll figure out what the hell you're talking about. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Some clarity for the audience. That's not just a joke. That's just me talking. Oh, and just an extra bit of clarity for the audience. I heavily edit out the worst of it. Correct. <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page here. Okay. Brad's way, Brad's way more confusing uh, when you're actually talking to him than on the show. And I'm more confusing in real life. Yeah, you are the most confusing in real life. But for some reason, I have to be the bad cop today and say, let's go back to talking about the scene. Oh, okay. Great polyp line from Roz. Wow, that was thorough find any polyps up there oh that was a good line yeah yeah with a couple of, couple of brown nosers up in this piece <laughs> i really liked that line i thought it was it was the best like in this episode maybe i think so yeah i didn't get what what they why they were so infatuated with him though i'm not a hundred percent sure what he does other than sits on opera boards i think he's like a leader in the opera community is is kind of how i thought it is he's a composer wait is he a composer i thought he was just a yeah. director i think you just made that up no because fraser says to him i can't wait to see what you do with la bohème and that's a opera and so he's it's not one that he would have written he would have been like directing Are you saying patrick it. stewart didn't write la bohème i don't think he did but i could be wrong but I'm pretty sure he didn't write a uh, hundred-year-old opera. Look, we all knew that was a four-part opera. We all knew that. We're not Googling it right now. La Boheme was written in 1896. How, how are you reading and guessing? Um, <laughs> long story. <laughs> Did you forget? Did you forget how to pronounce the number six? You just looked at it and was <laughs> like, what could right. that be? Um, <laughs> What's that one? I think it comes after five. Check curly Q over there. What does that mean? It's an upside down nine. What do you do with that? It's the easiest number. It was written in Turin. You can pronounce Turin, but you can't pronounce six. Um, so they call Barry a fashion guy. That's not the phrase they used, but sure. <laughs> that was me trying to be nice. I didn't write it down, but they did drop a solid closet joke at him. Correct. He, he was saying how embarrassing it was, the stuff Roz was holding on to in her closet. And then I think Frazier says... That's not the only thing in the closet. That he, that's what I was going to say. Most of the time no. when you make a closet, <laughs> it's real hack like, like Brad just did. Yeah, but, well, but Brad, Brad screwed that joke up because what he said was... One wonders what's been in Barry's closet a little too long. <laughs> 
which is a much better version of that joke. Yeah. So you guys, you guys accuse Marty of homophobia, but I, he might be a gay, right? To prove men can't be gay, they have muscles. Again, another disclaimer: we do not refer to gay people as a gay. How do you refer to one gay? A murder. <laughs> That's two or more gays. Yeah, it is interesting how, like, like he doesn't even seem bothered that gay people exist. Just the idea that his sons might be like that seems to really bother him. Classic old school homophobia, right there. Yeah, yes, sure. but it is interesting how his his take is like that guy's he's he's built, he's got nice muscles, he can't be gay. Yeah, I did like that. That was yeah. not a great joke. I did like that. It was bad. Yeah. That was a good joke. Yeah, I mean, clearly he's he's got some, some troubled thoughts here, but that was a fun fun use of Marty. He's old. He's got to have weird old old beliefs, and they weren't too bad. That's one of the reasons I think this episode is like where I go. It's kind of both, in that it's like Marty clearly being homophobic in certain, like especially with his sons in later scene, but he also is like, well, he's an old man. In the, like, early 2000s. In 2003. Yeah, so you're like, I mean, he would be homophobic. Most old men are homophobic now. He was also a cop. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was definitely going to be having some right-wing views. Frazier and Niles don't have, they're at least not homophobic. I don't like the scene where Niles, and that's later, but... It's where yeah. Niles is poking Wait. fun at Frasier, and I'm like, this is this is dated as hell. In this scene, yeah, the, uh, Marty's not even homophobic. He's just like, no, that dude's not gay. Right. What do you mean? Which it is interesting in that way that in 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 like I said, he's in some ways the most the least judgmental because he's not jumping to conclusions about Barry's sexuality, whereas Frasier and and Niles are are both just assuming he must be gay because he fits certain stereotypes, which is its own form of homophobia. I did did like when Roz scolds them. He's not gay. All right, Roz, but you can see how someone might get that impression, all right? Why? Because of his job? Because he takes care of himself? That is just such lazy, stereotypical... You're right. It was a shallow, knee-jerk assumption and unworthy of us both as psychiatrists and men about town. Loved that clapback. She comes in just lights fire. She gets some great scolds in this episode. We're gonna get some more later, but... All right, but real talk, though. Did you guys actually think he was gay in, in the first? I thought that's where we were going with the story. It would have been a much worse episode had that been where it went. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But it is what I assumed was happening. Um, I didn't assume that. I definitely assumed that it, there was going to be some sort of payoff from all the comments at some point. I kind of, because um, I feel like this was peak, like, metrosexual era when that was yeah, like a yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did wonder if there was going to be some comment on uh, or use of that word. Like, I wondered if they were going to... They didn't really, like, it was mostly around the idea that Frazier's being mistaken for gay, but I did wonder if they were just kind of playing on the idea that some men in that era were going very queer eye or whatever. Well, well, Curtis, to your point, I think it kind of starts off as the A, pl- a plot and really goes down to the B plot when it becomes yeah. all about Frazier. So I think I think if they continued it with the A plot... Are you saying that the plot was a little bi? <laughs> Only, yeah, I mean... Boo. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was gonna make a joke, but they're not appropriate for this podcast. So what? I'm not jokes. I'm not, no, you're allowed to make jokes, Brad. No, how like, many times do I have to tell you you can make jokes on this show? Like appropriate jokes. I'm not the you most don't, appropriate person. That's that's accurate. You know what? Fair enough. I think we know can yourself? end the podcast having having gotten that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a psychiatric reveal! There might have been a previous podcast where I, you know compared people to to Hitler and said Hitler wasn't that bad. So I'm going to watch what I say. You didn't compare people to Hitler. Well, it's, it's recorded information. I would shake Hitler's hand. You didn't compare anyone to Hitler. You just said he wasn't that bad. You were a Hitler sympathizer. It's very different. <laughs>
Frazier thinks he sees Roz's boyfriend go into a gay bar. He runs in to confront him, but seems immediately comfortable and at home there. When Niles comes in to collect his brother, he inadvertently implies they are lovers. I don't know how he was comfortable. Those shorts were hard to watch. <laughs> I can't imagine what it was like to actually be in them. Um, was that the first time we've been? Was that the first time they've really been outside? Yes, I'm pretty confident. Okay. Yeah, I had not thought, seen them outside before, so I was really impressed. They've been on the balcony. That's really about it. Yeah. As far. Okay. And when I think I think they might have had everyone locked out of the wedding. That might be the yeah. other real time. It, it was it was like weirdly watching them like walk as human beings outside. I was like, oh, they're humans. It did feel unusual. Yeah. Absolutely the first time we've seen them like on a street. I mean, I yeah, think it's still sure. like a back lot, but it is at least a street. Yes. It, it's 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 street presence. It's omni street. <laughs> what what? Um, it, did, it didn't fit their characters, I didn't think. It's hard to imagine them walking around, especially at night. And I'm not 100% sure where they were going to or from. But I figured they're walking literally from their gym where they played squash to their car where they parked. I, I figured Correct. it was yeah, just that was a, a definitely what was implied. And what a crazy coincidence that they saw Barry right outside a gay bar. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah a lot of convenience <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. It was almost like the Raiders wrote it that way. Which we know didn't happen. So later, Roz mentions that sh- that he was boning her. Were we just outside of Roz's apartment? Or is- was he on his way to go to Roz? It's really confusing. With- his apartment. I thought it was his apartment. I had the exact same. I, for a moment, I was like, how does he not know where Roz lives? And then I realized, oh, it's probably that dude's apartment. Which makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, but he was in and out of that apartment real quick. Well, really he fast. just had to go get something so he could go back to Roz and, and bone her all night. Picking up his condoms and going on his way. Are you sure wasn't even done chicken wing dancing or whatever the hell he was doing before this guy got out of his apartment? All right, let's talk about that dance. Because while that dance was weird as hell, I thought it was a very good performance because it was somehow both perfectly awkward middle-aged white man, but also queer as fuck. <laughs> Um, for the record, the, the actor that played Eduardo is David Sage Mackey. Great. Is that a famous guy? Not at all. Um, all right. Did you also know there was a guy standing in the corner that looked just like Bradley Cooper? Was I the only one that thought that? I did not see that. I wasn't looking in the corner. Guy looked just like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I was mostly watching the episode. When I'm when I'm watching an episode about a gay bar, I don't tend to spend that much time staring at all the guys in the, in the room, but that's just me. <laughs> the dance, though. I'm going to be real mad if he ends up being like a great dancer in, in previous seasons. I don't think it's going to happen, but... I'll be upset. He has a dance number later in this episode. Yeah, but that's that's a weird, like, formal dance. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the bartender, Eduardo, I do love his line when Fraser says, well, But you're surprised to see me in here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did, like, his, yeah. De- his delivery was really good. <laughs> his delivery was perfect. Yeah, you get a lot of that this episode. A lot, a lot of people playing off Fraser trying to to talk out how he's not gay or whatever. People react to him very well this whole time. He's also like super comfortable in this gay bar, which yeah. good for him. But like, this is the most comfortable I think we've seen him all all series, which could be because he's not trying to creep on some chick. Maybe. Yeah. In the same way that straight women are more comfortable in gay bars because they know they're not going to be harassed. I think uh, I think Frazier is comfortable in gay bars because he knows he doesn't have a woman he needs to harass. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say it's not like Frazier's going to regular bars and getting hit up by women the whole time. So literally, what happens the next time we see him go to a bar, though? Um, so I like the scene until Niles gets in, and then it gets really stereotypical sitcomy. Well, just the yeah. the music pauses for way too long. Oh yeah, I love I love how the music doesn't exist when he has dialogue. The the minute that there's a reason for the the music to be in the way, 
uh, it appears and then disappears right on right on cue. Yeah, look. it's not even the end of the song. It's just a beat <laughs> that starts and ends. Oh, the beat dropped. I think it, 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 it dropped real hard. It was gone for about <laughs> five minutes. Well, they dropped it. They <laughs> lost it. They found it. They bumped it. Bad Billy is known for many things, but not their DJ. I did. I I did love the uh, the Roz's boyfriend calling out Niles. That was nice. We talked a little bit about the short shorts. So the the setup is. Uh, and this is clearly just the sitcom trying to compound all the things that make Frasier seem gay. But he's wearing these super tight short shorts. And the reason to me is amazing. So he's he's borrowing the squash pants that Niles wears. And Niles is much thinner than him. So they're very tight on him. The, the reason he needs to borrow them is because he's such a fat ass that he split his own pants. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Which does make you think that Niles' shorts are toast. They're not going to make it through the night. I don't think. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, I know he's not playing squash the rest of the night, but come on. If you're bursting out of your own shorts during sport. I find it odd to think that Frazier wouldn't bring a change of clothes to go to a gym where he might <laughs> sweat. Seems unlikely he'd just be like, eh, I'll just wear this. I think if you asked him, he would give you some convoluted story that made absolutely no sense that tried to make him look like the victim, because that's what he does. So we get our first title card. The doctor uh, is out. Somehow, Frazier is actually working today. One of his callers was at Bad Billy's and outs him on the radio. And trying to defend his hetero honor, he comes off even gayer. Man, this scene. This guy going on the radio just outing Frazier. What, what a douche move. I had to wonder, was he... Like, like, we don't get the full context of why he had called in or what his issue was. But do you think he was just making up a, a an issue to bait Frazier into giving him an opening to out him? Like, do you, he clearly knew who he was. Like, he was just there to out him. This guy was clearly also in the gay bar. And it seemed really fucked up for this gay guy to be like, I'm just going to out other gays. <laughs> like, that seems, <laughs> that seems like a real fucked up thing to do. Yeah, and here's my other thing. Again, this is where early 2000s terrible jokes and, and that would be not okay in today's world to have that on there. But I've, I've never caught into a radio show, but don't they screen calls? Yeah, but that doesn't yeah, mean anything. Right. I'm sorry, do you think that screening calls means they know exactly what will happen when that person starts talking on air? Because This is a tip that you can learn, uh, Brad. Uh, people... They can actually do this thing called lying. Not on the radio. Yeah, on, more, TV, on TV, I get it, but not on the radio. No one would lie. Well, yeah, it's lucky for you, this radio show is on the TV. So, <laughs> Oh, I see what <laughs> you, you did there. Do you, think, do you think Roz screens the calls? And do you think the guy just told him what he was going to do? Roz screens the calls in a scenario in which there are so many calls that she gets to pick and choose. But I think we know at this point that Roz is just passing through anybody who will call in. Well, speaking speaking of Roz, she was not happy in this scene. She was not a happy camper. Well, yeah. Was she not? She, she, no, she, she was worked not. out what she was going to do. Why are you talking in a British accent? What is happening? Curtis like, said that in a British accent, so I had to do my British accent. Great. But you're right. Roz uh, has a, a great fiery moment here where she confronts him about uh, uh, accusing, again, her boyfriend of being gay, and she... She has the best line. I think I think this is the best line of the episode. You know what Barry was doing from 10 o'clock until midnight what? last night? Me, that's what. what? <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was, The timing was so perfect. Yeah, she's a phenomenal deliverer of lines. So uh, have we have we seen this other guy before? He seemed familiar. 
with the place that he works, but I don't know if I've seen him. No, he's, he's been, been in a couple of one, yeah, one or two other episodes. Gil. He was has in he the finale. A, has he had a speaking role? Yeah. He was in the finale as the group of people wondering who was going to get the manager job and then finding yeah. out it was Roz. He was also in the weight loss episode. He was one of the people in the steam room. Okay. I have no recollection of that part. He wasn't, he wasn't on the, he wasn't in the words episode too, Curtis. I don't think so. No, I don't think any, I, I don't think anybody from KACL was in the award show except for Roz and Frazier and Kenny. Okay. No other was show he? is getting nominated. <laughs> like all of Frazier's family was there, but not any other coworker. Well, we don't know who this guy is, but he was very supportive. Yeah. And Frazier's being a little bitch about it. <laughs> I did like his uh, his line. I see Kitty has claws. That's a good line. Well, I'm sure we'll see him again three seasons from now. <laughs> Back at the coffee shop, Fraser is getting mocked by his dad and Niles for coming out. But when Alistair invites him to some opera insider shit, Niles proves jealous. This scene is so ludicrous. I don't believe yes. for one second that Niles listens to the show. I know Marty doesn't. And there's no way random people that are at the coffee shop listen to it. We, we find out that Alistair, Patrick Stewart, he heard about it, not by listening to Fraser's show, which of course he doesn't do, but by hearing it replayed. Apparently it got picked up by the drive time, like uh, circus no, radio no, no, no. show. Which I also don't believe would happen. Kiki and Mel's drive time circus. Thank you. Why would a radio station course, play another radio station? Of course I wrote down Kiki and Bell's Drive Time Circus, because that sounds like something I would create. And and to your point, Ryan, usually those are like three to five hour shows where they have to just fill airtime. Of course, if a radio personality came out on air, somebody heard it, somebody mentioned it, and they looked up the tape and were going to, to, to re-air that because it's something to play. Yeah, like, I would say that play. absolutely. A, a drive time talk radio show that's got to go on for three hours is going to be like, hey, we can joke about this for, you know, 15 minutes let's pop this will kill some time they uh, they would play the clip and then they would joke about it for way too long the morning zoo they would never do that but but i will say that as to how his family found out like clearly because they got picked up by the radio zoo show the, so what is it brad kiki and mel's it was the morning circus. zoo oh so it's not the morning zoo it was a circus get it right these animals are trained <laughs> <laughs> so because it was on that clearly it was just uh, in the in the news it was just something that was being talked about so just so i don't think anybody actually heard it. you know what i bet i bet the caller the caller probably also like called into the the circus to be like hey he probably, he probably works for the circus he's the tipper offer yeah. <laughs> this is the scene that like niles where he calls fraser his sister and things like that i'm like jesus christ this is yeah this is not this is not good. Yeah, Niles is a dick in this episode, and uh, probably should be canceled. By the way, are, isn't isn't David Hyde Pierce? Well, that's what I was going to say. In Ryan's words, David Hyde Pierce is also a gay. How is um, he? Yeah. So I wonder if he had any qualms about the jokes in this episode. He probably helped make him go a little more intense. If he's comfortable with being a gay at that point, he's a very private person, and like, like you don't hear a lot from David Hyde Pierce. So I don't know. I've never heard anything from him. I liked uh, Marty in this scene for once. I thought when really? he's uh, when he's illustrating to Fraser how he should have handled it, I thought that was quite quite nice. Oh, Dad, you care for a coffee? Nah, I can see why you might think I would, though. Guy walks into a coffee bar, you can't blame people for thinking he likes coffee. <laughs> yes, Dad. 
course, uh, if he didn't like it, he could make that clear to people. He might say, I am not a coffee drinker. That part was okay, yeah. Easily the best he's ever been a dad when trying to give advice to Frazier. And that's not even, there's not even like a, a second runner up. His point that you should just be more straightforward and just say like who you are and what you are, like that part was fine. But the implication felt very much like he was mad that anybody might think somebody in his family was gay. Like he seemed more mad that Frazier was perceived as gay than Frazier was being uh, inarticulate. I didn't get that in the early part. Okay. It's the ending line of the scene where he's like, one of my sons just got picked up by a guy. My other son is jealous. (laughs) Yep. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a good line. That is full on like, oh, geez. Yeah, that, was, that was rough, but that was not when he was advising Frazier. That's true. Yeah, but you have to assume his motivation didn't change halfway through the scene. Like, I think he was being a creep the whole time. No, he's the, the advice is correct. Frazier speaks like an insane person when trying to cover up his tracks or... His advice can be right and his motivation still be wrong. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. The way Marty goes at him for everything... And especially in these, like, there's a, a a run of like three or four episodes. He just he goes in hard on him, no matter what the issue is. That's true. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't you go hard on Frazier? I think we'd all go hard on Frazier. No, oh, I would never. <laughs> I would also never agree to live with him. Neither would any woman. That tracks. Yeah, he has to go creep someone out in Chicago just to get it done. Well, Frazier is clearly in a romantic relationship with Alistair, as pointed out by Niles Daff and Dad. But he is in denial because he is no homo. He is also gay for pay. <laughs> I didn't read your little writings. That's fun. This is where I was like, this is, isn't as dated. Because while everybody's kind of poking fun at him, it's like, it's all at Frasier. It's not about yeah. Alistair. And that's where I'm like, it's just like, you're you're doing this for the wrong reasons. Like, if, you, if he was gay, it would be one thing. But it's like, he's just using this guy's stature to get what he wants, even if it means pretending that he's in a relationship or pretending that he i mean fraser's basically just in denial but he he is absolutely trying to be in a relationship with this guy i think before the before he gets the international flight offered to him i think it's he's like oh maybe i really am not maybe we're really just buddies with this old guy who i only share opera in common with but it does become clear in the thing. It it is clear, but he's also like the realization of oh, if he's taking me on a trip to Madrid, it's clearly more than a friendship. Is overwhelmed by his desire to go to Madrid. It's a trip <laughs> to Madrid, Curtis. <laughs> You're not going to turn that down. That does sort of imply like Frazier's super broke. Like he couldn't just go to Madrid. I was Very thinking about this a few episodes ago. I was thinking yeah. about this because. Frazier is always like going on and on about all the the fancy things in life. And it's always European shit. But I don't think we've seen any evidence he's ever traveled. He's never mentioned his trips to Europe. Like, I don't think he's ever been outside of Boston and Seattle. (laughs) Like, it's, it's one thing later when he wants to get the opera chair. Obviously, that's something you can't just go do. He could easily just go to Madrid. Uh, supposedly, he makes some money. I know that Cheers is not is not barred, but I'm pretty sure he went to Europe at some point in Cheers. Oh, but I could be wrong. Okay. Like I feel like he went to with Diane, like early Fraser. It's like he he went to Europe, but I could be misremembering. Remember when they went skiing? Maybe Kenny. Little hint. Yeah. Little hint, Kenny. You can just say things as if they happened. If you're wrong, nobody's going to call you on it. <laughs> Yeah, we have enough fact-checking to do for you this don't, show. You don't have to hedge. 
<laughs> I will point out my uh, a runner-up for my favorite line. I know what this is going to be. These are amazing. Where did you get them? I made them myself. No. Is there anything this man can't do? <laughs> Time will tell. Because it is just... It just nails exactly yes. like... It's it's the perfect line. <laughs> I, I did like that one. <laughs> I don't know why Frazier's, why Niles is so worried. Like, just let Frazier be happy. This is easily the happiest we see him for the rest of the show. At no point with even Charlotte, he gets anywhere near this happy. <laughs> I actually thought the best line, though, was Alistair. As soon as he walks in and he takes a shot at that chair. Frazier, this apartment is stunning. Thank you. The view, breathtaking. The art, perfect. The chair, hilarious. <laughs> the chair. That was a hilarious. great line. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And what's great, too, is if he doesn't break a sweat, he doesn't, like, clock it and go, oh, that's out of place. What What do I say about this? It's not like, like he's just like, oh, I get it. Joke. Hilarious. Good job. Yeah. I wish I could be that smooth, taking shots at people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get another title card. It's The Queerness of You. At Alistar's opera opening night party, he reveals he is celibate during rehearsals, which is why he hasn't made a move on Fraser. Confronted with the reality that he is going to have to have sex with a man who isn't Frank, he chickens out and breaks things off. Look, obviously, Alistair's line about holding sex from Fraser is a line that I'm sure lots of women have said to Fraser or about Fraser. So that was not shocking to hear. In the context of the way he said it, I, I don't think that's ever come up. I'd be very no, surprised. It's Fraser. <laughs> Fraser, you know that while I'm directing operas, I can't have sex. There's no way a woman's ever said that to him. I do think this was one of the smoother, like we talked a little bit about the contrived circumstances that led to the mix em ups, but. Uh, I think this is one of the better ones where it, it's li- like it, it is plausible. It kind of makes sense, at least a little bit, as to why. And it explains why Frazier has been hanging out with this guy so much. And clearly they're in a relationship. But obviously Frazier hasn't been having sex with him. So, like, you can understand why he would, would think that maybe there's a chance that they're just friends. But this is just such a great blow to... to oh, blows a weird choice of words. Um, <laughs> Frazier. This is... <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a real BJ to, to Frasier's uh, <laughs> worldview. Really speaks to Frasier's handiwork. Oh, I like that. <laughs> well, well done. I think I've I had a trouble with this scene because I think I've been hanging out with Brad too much. I, I clocked immediately. This is clearly the souffle restaurant. Couldn't get out of my head. Oh, that's funny because I I saw this and the first thing I thought was, oh my god, this is a redress of the furniture store. <laughs> That's Niles' apartment. Do you think it all happens in Niles' apartment? I think they're all Niles' apartment. Because it has the same... It has the we same, haven't like, seen all the rooms. Niles' apartment has the one door on the far left. Correct. And sort of a thing, go, like stairs going up in the back. And I think that this, this little party area has the same general layout, just with different dress setting. I want to say, I, I think it's very unlikely that this sitcom is just redressing the same set over and over again. I, I feel like they're <laughs> rebuilding sets every week. Yeah, they wouldn't do that to us. And Star Trek had a new cave every single every week. Single, every single week, they built a new cave. Don't get that, Joe. Should we start singing songs if we don't get jokes? Because that would be a lot of fun. You are not entitled to sing anything. Well, I, I would do the opposite of Ryan. I would do it like a, like a heavy metal version. Please, please do okay, that. Okay, now please. I do want to hear that. I don't get that joke. I don't get that joke. I don't get that joke. That just sounds like you're having trouble going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It really felt like you were squeezing hard and it just wasn't coming. 
Well, I'm right. just trying to squeeze one out into a dumpster. Look, I, I really, I really appreciate that feedback. I will work on that and have something to present at the next episode. Feedback. You could use some feedback for your heavy metal work. Yeah, thank you. I liked when Fraser told Niles he would scratch his eyes out. And nobody, and nobody would think it was odd. I don't think anyone would have. Also, again, can't emphasize this enough. Fraser seemed happy. Gazer was a good look for him. He was happy. He was happy. I, 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 I brought this up before. I, I, I dropped the Frank into the mix because I genuinely think that the times we've seen him happiest and most fulfilled is either when he's in a relationship that has no chance of being sexual or romantic, like when he was hanging out with Lilith, or <laughs> when he is in a bromance with a dude like him and frank him and this guy you think there's any chance alistair and frank can get together a real happy ending oh that is that is my head cannon now <laughs> i don't i really though like the rest of the season i don't know why frazier just doesn't go for it for a little bit like get the opera board at least before turning him down it's one night man i think frazier ought to kick the tires see if uh see if it works out like the next person is uh is ann right Sorry, not to not to go back, but um, I I do live in Chicago, so I'm currently looking up where Charlotte lives because I want to get her on <laughs> matching up Frank and uh, Alistair because they think uh, they're perfect for each other. Surprisingly, Charlotte's web did not make it in Chicago, <laughs> despite what she told <laughs> Fraser. I don't even think she went to Chicago. She just gave him a fake city. Oh, that's my head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> So once again, like I don't think he should have broke it off, but this is actually the best we've seen Frazier handle any situation. He doesn't do Alistair wrong. He doesn't try to talk him out of it. Weirdly, he just handles it as he should every other situation. It ends up fine. His, his dad told him to be straightforward. He's just honoring his father's wishes. Oh, but emphasize on straight, though, because that's the only reason Marty gave good advice, isn't it? There it is. <laughs> If he was just gave him good advice the rest of the series, we'd have been fine. The, the line at the end where he says, can you just stick around so I can save face and it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, I was jilted. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a hot tub. And Frey's like, I'm afraid I don't have a bathing suit. Then you'll fit right in. Ah, yes. Like weird, rich, weird, rich opera parties. That's what I assume they're all like. I don't know why he why Alistair didn't just have Frazier like fake slap him and then storm out. That seems like a good thing at an opera party. People would be into the drama. Yeah, you'd think he'd have more of a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. Being in the theater. Talk it up the rest of the time, get some sympathy stuff going in the hot tub. I think he played it poorly. Too much of a class act, Alistair. When it becomes clear that he is being jilted by Frasier, um, he's not really that beat up about it. Like He doesn't really like Frasier that much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, oh, well. I mean, he's super wealthy. Like, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll go sob in Madrid for, uh, like, two minutes. Did they go? I didn't check the timeline. Did they go to Madrid, or was that supposed to happen next week? I think, didn't he? I, I think he said something, like, in March. Like, it, it sounded like, or next month. It was, like, right. I think it was supposed to be in the further future than the scale of this episode. So Fraser could have skipped two dates with Anne, never had to deal with that insurance fiasco, been in Madrid. That's the world he could have lived in. It's not a show about a man who makes good decisions. It's a show about Fraser. Well, Fraser plays this out with Gil hiding from Roz, who is going home with her boyfriend for some hot, straight whoopee. When she goes inside, Gil sneaks off to Bad Billy's. Am I supposed to know this guy has a name? I think you guys are spoiling this. We are. I think we actually should even talk about that because it's going to come up in previous seasons but i will say i guess this is us getting closer for on the on the on the berry storyline what yeah and what what because, are, are, you, are you saying that that you thought that uh are, are you under the impression we've seen barry already in the no 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 no, 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 no. Oh, i'm saying 
No, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. That this is the version of us getting what are you some, saying? Some some sort of closure for the Barry storyline. We don't actually get closure, so this is our the, the closest we're going to get. There's no closure. And, and he's what, straight, what would you and he's dating what would, what would you say the closure is, Brad? Exactly what Curtis just said. That he's what was it? He's actually, that he's straight and he's actually dating Roz. And you got that how? Because he goes into the apartment with her. I don't even remember. I, I wrote the scene off. I was like, I don't oh. know why we're here. I was like, what are you arguing with me about? <laughs> I Now I understand why you're confused. I will say it is a little weird. Like this guy, is yeah. she really likes him. He seems to really like her. Like, we don't get any indication of any problems whatsoever, but he is never mentioned again. Correct. Like, well, what happened? Well, I don't get what Gil was trying to do. Like, why was he trying to hide? I don't think we could answer that. I mean, we know it doesn't pay off for the rest of the show. I, I will say this. We know why Niles was trying to hide in the same fashion. Fair enough. Right. That's yeah, the so context I don't know why, we have. I don't know why Gil would possibly be trying to hide. We got the full breadth of his character. Unless he's trying to hide from Roz, but why would he just stand there waiting for her to walk by? That doesn't make sense. You know, just go into the bar. Right. Oh, I see. So your your problem isn't with the, the context of why he's hiding, but the context of why he is not just like hiding inside the bar. Well, I, will say, I thought he made it fairly clear that he was going to be supportive to Frasier above and beyond in the earlier scene. Yes. That was the impression I got. Didn't seem like he was hiding it too hard in the in his actual place of work. Right. Yeah. I agree. I, I I also was yeah. Well said. <laughs> Hard not to spoil things. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kenny, did you think this was a good episode of Frasier? I think this is a mixed bag as an episode of Frasier. I think it's it's both homophobic and sort of progressive for its time. But I like the Patrick Stewart stuff. Anything with him was funny. That's true. He's, he gives a great performance. Now that we've now that we've talked through the episode, why did you want to be on this episode specifically? I think I said. Uh, something to Kurt about hey do Star Trek people I'll be in (laughs) (laughs) you'll be on for any Star Trek person I'll be on for any Star Trek person even Mott the Opal or whatever that guy was (laughs) yes Mott the Opal when he's on I'm gonna be here (laughs) I, I don't know how many people were in Star Trek are we talking about even like deep deep extras Here, here's what we should point out that if it's in the 90s everyone was on Star Trek <laughs> Fair for it. so you're gonna be on the, you're gonna be on all of the next season <laughs> you, of the show I, you guys will just have me on constantly if it's a really if it's a really small time uh, Star Trek character we'll just bring you on for like the opening bit and then kick you off <laughs> that worked I don't know if I can sit through a whole episode of these uh, every time Brad what about you did you like this episode? Yes, similar to to your brother Kenny, I, I it was a mixed bag. I'm going to give it a pretty average score. I'm just going to go B, just B, no B plus, no B minus, just B. Again, the way you score things, we really don't know what that means. Like that's either a really high score, or a really low score. It might be an average score. Like your your scoring system, even though we are all familiar with the ABC system, like <laughs> the way you use it never makes sense. Hey, hey Curtis, hey Curtis, yeah, it's a B. <laughs> Curtis is the B. It's a B. Uh, How about you, Kurt? Hey, Curtis, what's your opinion on this episode? Why do you sound like you're talking to first graders whenever you do that part? Hey, well, every time. Hey, Mr. Sheck, what do you think of this episode? Does he thinks you? he's teacher. That's. Did you just try to do it like you were a first grader? Was that the next part? Hey there, Mr. Sheck. <laughs> Would you? All right, just keep going. Well, I, I agree it was a mixed bag, but uh, honestly, I, I rated this pretty low. I, I, out of the 22 we've watched so far, I ranked this number 17. It's sandwiched between, between the last two Ronnie Ups that we watched. Uh, I just didn't think it was pretty low on my list. It just wasn't that great. 
Um, I remember it being better than it was. So maybe expectations were playing into my opinion. And Ryan, what about you? You guys actually talked me down a little bit during this episode. I thought it was, I, I liked some of what they were doing. Like when, as soon as you see Frazier having short shorts, walking into a gay bar, you're like, that's a great, I, you've done it. Good yeah. work. Good setup. Good joke. They delivered it pretty well, right? They, they started off pretty hot and the ending scenes pretty good. Actually, the, the Frazier apartment scenes really good. I think that's yeah. where the episode peaks and it's the sort of the fill in stuff that really has the issues. So I'm going to put it pretty middle of the pack. I'm going to give it a B Kurt, just a B, <laughs> not a B. And what number does that translate into? <laughs> no, I'm going to give it, I, I think I'm going to give it a uh, probably seven, seven. Good news is we won't have to adjust any other episodes for this one. <laughs> so now we're going to play a peace stew themed game of Jeopardy. I'm sorry. What's peace stews like a healthy? Is that a winter soup? Patrick Stewart. Oh, oh. Are you on a are you on a cold name basis with him? <laughs> I want to be. Um, yeah. So anyway, you you know the rules of Jeopardy. Uh, we're gonna you're gonna pick a category. Uh, you're gonna name the number of points you want to to do, and then uh, you're gonna answer always in the form of a question. And Kenny, since you're a guest, you are gonna get to Curtis, choose a, the category a first. Question. Are you gonna be doing this in the styling of Alex Trebek? Or are you gonna be doing like a Ken Jennings deal or that chick from Big Bang Theory? Mayim Pollock. Whatever. I was I was really hoping to go Pat Sajak on this one. That's the Wheel of Fortune guy? Yeah. Pat Sajak is more my intellectual speed. <laughs> Look, there's a wheel spinning. <laughs> Should we have a like a buzzer? Should I go ding 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 ding? Or yeah, that's a good boop, question. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, I Should forgot that there's there's like a, a dinger uh Should Brad do haunted dog noise every time he's dinging in? Yeah, should I go booba booba booba? <laughs> yes, please. So what you're gonna do is uh Kenny's gonna Babu, pick the, Babu, ba. Kenny will pick the first category. When I read the question, uh you will each get Why to does buzz Kenny in. get to go first? Because he's the guest. He's just picking a category, he's not going first. Yeah, yeah he's just although I forgot how Jeopardy worked and I was just gonna let him answer the question. <laughs> um, you really don't know what game we're playing. You all know the rules to Jeopardy. I have a question. You said we just pick a number, and that's the number of points we get. I love that. <laughs> I will. I will be doing that. <laughs> I was going to clarify four thousand six hundred and eighty. I was going to clarify the 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 points we the point system. So uh, anyway, uh, no one no one believes you. You're a mess. <laughs> So, so to buzz in, just make the most obnoxious noise that you can think of. Oh, okay. I'm Brad. I'm here to talk. The categories are auditioning is hard, TMI, potent potables, and some very 90s shit. Hey, Curtis, you want to tell us how many questions are in each category and, and all that kind of stuff? That's exactly I what I was about to do. I'm just going to fire from the hip. I don't believe he was going to do that. Every, Kenny, can you every, do potent pen- potables first for 25? Every category is worth either 100 points or 200 points, and only because I have an odd number of questions. <laughs> only the category of additioning is hard has 300 of a 300 point option. Yeah, of course, that, that makes sense. <laughs> That's the daily double. <laughs> All right, let, let's get started. This is I'm perfect. Gonna, I'm, gonna, 
I'm ready to win. All right. I'm, this is like this is like when a middle schooler tries to do a Jeopardy thing uh, for class. Watch, I, I feel like I feel like every question is going to be like so hard. We're going to be like we don't know the answers to any of this. It's either going to be super easy or super hard. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You get. You get the. You get what this is. Is it? Is it fair to assume that the numbers do not matter? No, Just they don't matter. Them? Yeah. All right. I'm I'm going for some very ninety shit for two hundred. Okay. Oh, you're good. That's like uh, a smart Jeopardy strategy to start with the heavy hitter. This stupid 90s cartoon is a favorite of this venerated Shakespearean actor. <laughs> yes, Brad. Didn't really even understand the question, but I'm going to say, what is Angry Beavers? Ooh, no, that is not correct. Babu Babu Booey. Ryan? Who is Hey Arnold? No, not correct. Blurp. Jenny? Uh, what is Family Guy? Did we go in? Do we go into the minuses? Incorrect. The the uh, the answer was Beavis and Butthead. No. Nah. Uh. Can you ex- can you explain the question so that we understand how your brain works? This is a cartoon that Patrick Stewart likes. Is that the question? Did yes. you say Patrick Stewart? No. Yes. Uh, every question's about Patrick. Yeah, Stewart. Yeah, I mean, he said it's generated. Oh, it's it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's Beavis two themed game. I at least figured that much out. I got hung up making fun of you. <laughs> All right. This well, is going to go great. Kenny, it stays with you. Okay. Wait, wait. We, we were just supposed to know that Patrick Stewart liked Beavis and Butthead? Yes. He did, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> That's what this internet article I read said. Okay, but this this isn't anything to do with the show. We just have to know stuff about him. Yeah. 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 How do you not know how Jeopardy works, right? Why is this so challenging <laughs> I don't know how... for you? All right. <laughs> I'm moving it's on. A game of Jeopardy. I'm going to say some very 90s shit for 100. In 1993, the TV Guide awarded him this honor. Boo, 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 Brad? Yeah, what is Actor of the Year? Incorrect. Kenny. I'm going to say, wasn't it Sexiest Man or something like that? He didn't put in a question. He didn't put in a question. It doesn't matter. It was wrong. I believe I did. I said, or something like that, question mark. Bada booey, bada booey, bada booey, bada booey. Brian. Who is most likely to get famous from his high school? Ooh, incorrect as well. It was, what is most bodacious male? Wow. I think what, I was uh, closer with, with sexiest. I should get 100 points. I'll give you 100 points. Yay! Point what, is, what does bodacious mean? Oh, that's not information I needed to have to play this game. But Kenny's on the board with 100 points. <laughs> and Kenny gets to, once again, shoot between auditioning is hard, TMI, and potent potables. Brad, I think, he's, I think he skewed this to favor his, uh, I think this is nepotism. Oh, there's definitely nepotism in play here. What? I, I'm hoping for nepotism. Uh, I'm going- Alex Trebek was a known nepotist, and I don't mind besperching his name. That's how Ken Jennings did 75 episodes. <laughs> his name's actually Ken Trebek. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with auditioning is hard for 300. Oh, whoa. The only 300 option and the, and the answer is Johnny Depp beat him out for this role. Bing, boom, bing, boom. Ryan, go ahead and I'll, I'll give you a hint because I'm realizing these are really hard. Um, uh, chocolate is involved. Say, oh, uh, what is, what is uh, Willy Wonka? I, that was too easy of a clue. Uh, that is correct. Ryan's on the board. <laughs> that clue That clue was, uh, first off, let me just give you the answer. There may have been an Oopa or a Lupa. Well, Ryan, you got three points and you... you you can now uh, choose a category. Uh, Curtis, I am a jump arounder. I would like to go with TMI for whatever your lowest number is. 100, okay. 
his wife noticed something about his body. He believed she was wrong. So he went to the doctor and confirmed she was, in fact, correct. This is the body part that he had inspected. Why is this a category? <laughs> bingo, bingo. Ryan. What, what, is his, what is his ear? Ooh, incorrect. Bradley. What is his head? Think lower. Think lower. What is his and other head? Yeah, he didn't say which head. Uh, he did not say which head. That's a good point, and he did specify other head. I think I have to give it to Brad. Uh, <laughs> it was his penis. He thought he was circumcised. Why do you know this? He told the chat show. They're friends. I'm on Peace Dude, you know, I'm on nickname basis with him. Who's who with Peace Dude? Oh, that's a good show. Bradley, what? you've got the board. Yeah, hi. Potent Potables for 200, Alex. The cast of TNG gave him this playful nickname. Uh, bang, 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 bang. Ryan? What is Old Man River? Blarp. Ooh, very, very close. Uh, uh, Blarp. Kenny, go ahead. It's going to be uh, Old Baldy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> what did I say? You you were very close. You I said Old Man River. What you did said you Old say? Man River. I said Old Baldy. Old Baldy. I'm not hearing a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to award the points to Kenny because he was dead on, but he, he unfair. Kenny, go ahead. What, <laughs> what, what do you want? <laughs> It strikes again. It's rampant in the podcast industry. Potent potables for whatever's left. Potent potables for 100. A drunk man in an elevator once said this to him, prompting his wife to say, honey, no, no, you got it wrong. This is Sir Ben Kingsley. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was such a long question. (laughs) What is, what is, why did you appear in an episode of Fraser? A reasonable question, but not the question he asked. <laughs> a bit, bing bang, boom bang. Brian, uh, hey, Larry David, is what oh, someone said. Maybe it kind of, uh, a little bit oddly close. Uh, Kenny, do you have a, do you have a guess? Uh, 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 did he? I think I saw this on a, on a like Graham Norton or something, and he was like, "Aren't you Mister Spock from Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that?" That that is exactly right. That he said. Right, so no the guy said exactly right. The guy said, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. he was drunk." By the way, the guy in the elevator, and he says, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. It's Doctor Spock from Star Wars." And then his wife said, "Honey, no, no, you've got it wrong, Sir Ben Kingsley." Nice. But uh, well, Kenny got that exactly right. Uh, I'm going to give it to Ryan because uh, Larry David was a great Dr. guest, Kenny. and and I, I'm just uh, I'm just shooting from the hip. Well, Curtis, I want to find out more about uh, P-Stew. So TMI for whatever. All right. Stuart was 19 when this happened to him. Oh, bang, 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 bang. Brian. How did he grow a third ball? Uh, Barb. What? <laughs> that was, Chinese? you have to ask him a question. <laughs> How, oh, what is uh, losing his virginity? I'm just throwing Ooh, that out there. That's a great one. Not the answer. Damn. Boop, 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 boop. Bradley. Yeah, he started puberty. What is he started puberty? Oh, it's, it's probably he's going bald. <laughs> that is that is what it is. But you didn't get it. I didn't get Nobody it. Nobody gets that one. How is that TMI? You can tell if someone's going bald. Yeah. yeah. You can just see it. Unless yeah. he wears a yarmulke. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put these into categories somehow. Ryan, you had the board last week. I still own the board? Yes, I do. I would like to do 200 auditioning guitars. Eric Roberts beat him out ooh, for this ooh. role. Ding, bang, bang, bang. Ryan. What, what never happened? <laughs> it took me a minute, but that's good. Bradley, what is the movie that he wa- that he was?
What? What? Where would he go? Oh, oh, Brad forgot. Brad forgot how technology works. <laughs> he dipped. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, there he, he is. got so excited that someone said, "Yeah, Robert other than him." He I, turned I, off his phone. First off, first off, for the record, Eric Eric Robert, greatest actor of all time. That's and a lie. Actors, woo, woo, woo. That, that's not a lie. Woo, woo, woo. The movie that he won the Golden Globe for. Can you name the movie? I think he in did. the form of a question. What is? He definitely asked a question. What is Eric Roberts? Uh, you cannot I, Google it. No, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the name of the movie. Um, Why do we... you think about it out loud in the form of searching on the internet? You have taken too long. Kenny, uh, your your chance to, to, to steal. I will say this is... Oh, I, only you could know the answer to this. I don't think you do, but if you know who Eric Roberts is, you probably know him from this. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the master in the Doctor Who TV movie. No, that I is, know what it that... is. That, that is but you didn't answer in the form of a question listen what is the master in the doctor who tv movie i just did too late i can't i don't i don't make the rules yes you do Jeopardy makes the rules no alex alex made the rules those are locked he, in i thought it was gonna be one array train um no all is. right one final one uh chevy chase beat him out for this role what what is the oh sorry bing bang 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 what Ryan, is, you're gonna like this one. What is? Um, oh, are you saying? I'm gonna keep answering what I was gonna say anyway. What is the the incompetent dad in vacation? Mm, not correct. Oh, uh, what is the? Uh, boom, boom, yeah, boom, 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 you boom, have boom. to boom in, Bradley. <laughs> you have to boom in. Um, what is uh, Pierce on Community? Pierce Hawthorne. Correct. Pierce Hawthorne yeah. was the answer. Patrick Stewart would be so fun. All right, the score is as follows. There's no way you were able to keep track of that. <laughs> I, I made a spreadsheet ahead of time. <laughs> That's, that tracks. Ryan is in the lead with 400 points. Brad is dead last with 200. And right in the middle, Kenny, you've got 300. So now we're going to play did, Final how did Brad? I'm sorry, how did Brad get points without answering your question right? I got a couple he, questions. He was, this like, was this like the SAT where I, you spell I, your no. name right and you get some points? I got the penis question right. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. That's true. That was it was only a one hundred. <laughs> uh, we're gonna play Final Jeopardy, and uh, you are going. I've already, I've already written my written my answer down. <laughs> Great. So you are going to text me your answer and the number of points you want to wager. So again, Ryan, you have four hundred to play with. Brad has two hundred to play with. Kenny has three hundred to play with. You can wager any number of those points uh, with your answer. Curtis, I'm glad you un- I'm glad you understand what an audio medium is. <laughs> Final Jeopardy is he has shared the screen with this actor in five different productions, including Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return. Do 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 no copyright. Da 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 da. Dun, not a problem. Now, just to be clear, have you looked up every actor in their relationship to Pat Pista? Like, what if we get one right and you just don't know because you're dumb? <laughs> uh, well, he mentioned a specific yeah, movie. Did you? I did. Yeah, I, I did. I mentioned uh, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return. So it's whoever. Is that a movie? With- I kind of like glazed over it because it sounded boring. He was that, was a, that, was- that was a big hit for me. Sounds like a play. <laughs> 
Ryan, you were in the lead. You wagered 400 points, and your answer was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I, I may have guessed. Contextual <laughs> Did you check the whole cast? All I'm saying. He, he played the Tin Man in uh, that <laughs> particular production. That is not the right answer. You wagered all 400 of your points. Your score is now zero. You oh, did not win. This game's a crock. <laughs> Brad, you wagered also all of your 200 points, uh, which could shoot you into the lead if you are correct with Ian McKellen. And that is also not correct. That is oh. not the answer we were looking for. Brad, you could have just wrote Magneto. Yeah, I thought I was going to be right on that one. The correct answer. Oh, I can't tell you that yet. I have to reveal Kenny's <laughs> thing. Well, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We know. We know you're related to him. You're going to make sure he wins. We get it, Kenny. You wagered all 300 of your points. Are they dollars in this game? <laughs> I, I just, uh, I just wrote dollars because I thought I, I thought you should give me 300 dollars. <laughs> Is that how much we're supposed to get paid for this? <laughs> no, they're points. They're points. They they are rede- uh, If you have over a thousand Curtis Jeopardy points, you can redeem them for one Starbucks coffee. Oh God. Not even that something good. Have you been to a Starbucks lately? That's like, that's a lot. (laughs) So you wagered also all of your points Mm -hmm. and you answered Kelsey Grammer, which is the correct answer. You won. Congratulations. He was in Frasier. I I thought about it for a second and I was like, well, can you name, can you name all of the productions he was in? So so I was like, okay, well, he's in this episode of Frasier. I know that Kelsey Grammer is in one episode of Star Trek, the next generation. And then I was like, oh, he was beast in X-Men. What? He was beast in X-Men three. He was beast. And that was, and I was like, that's, I was got, I've got three. And then I was like, wasn't beast in one of the first two X-Men? Did he? He was also in Days of Future Past. He re- reprised oh, his role. Yeah, he did for, for like a cameo. Yeah. Yes. So is that the fifth what? one? That was it. Okay, because I was like, I couldn't think of another one, but I was like, I got those. So I was like, I, wow. I was like, I might be off by, I thought I might be off by one. I forgot about his cameo in that last X-Men. Good for you, Kelsey. I did not see you being the beast from anything we've seen in Frasier so Apparently, far. Apparently definitely didn't see that movie because you didn't know. I definitely didn't see X-Men 3. X-Men 3 is not good. It's not a good movie, so you can easily skip it. People do like X-Men 2, though. Like, right? They do like X-Men 2. Well, I would say this beast, if I remember from the cartoon show, he was always like, he was a beast, but he was also like intelligent and like a scientist. So I could kind of see Kelsey Grammer, you put him in some blue hairy makeup and pr- say, act like a smart scientist man. Amazingly, <laughs> not the nerdiest thing we've talked about in this episode. <laughs> well, so concludes uh, an impeccable game of Jeopardy. It was perfect. Very crisp. Very crisp, buddy. Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode. It's season 11, episode 2, A Man, A Plan, and A Gal, Julia. The writers clearly running out of ideas and and quickly turn to one Brad K for helping in naming this episode. (laughs) Deciding does anything really matter, they let him write the whole dang thing. Expect lots of references to shiny things and buttons. Frazier will have the attention span of a squirrel whilst pursuing a girl. Julia is, of course, 90-year-old Julia Child. She teaches him how to cook and act like a man. The plan portion comes from one Niles Crane, whose wits end with Frazier trying to get his fairly recent impregnated wife to play matchmaker for him. Niles and Roz work together to hook Frazier up with someone who is age-appropriate. There will be no dogs. Well, if any of that happens, we will tell you all about it uh Curtis, next week Curtis, i got a i got a bonus one for you a what i got a bonus uh prediction for you 
I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? What, what, what yeah, are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to help you with your life. Okay, go ahead. I'm weirdly topical. Curtis Sheck will learn that Dr. Oz is not the Wizard of Oz after attending the prestigious medical school of Oz. Well, I look forward to learning that. It's going to be a big day for you. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. Thank you for listening. Probably for the best if you don't bother engaging with our show on the social medias. Reverse Psych Pod if you really want to, but you don't. And uh, you don't need to email us. ReversePsychPod at gmail.com. And uh, I don't think uh, that you have it in yet to rate, subscribe, or review to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get in this show. So for myself, for Ryan, for Brad, and for my other brother, Kenny, good morning, Curtis, has come out. Sorry, yeah, I, he looks I'm hearing a lot of like up. rustling. Yeah, I was wondering the Brad. same thing. That's just Brad. Just existing. I think if you asked him, he would give you some convoluted story that made absolutely no sense that tried to make him look like the victim, because that's what he does. All right, take your best shot. What? Take your best shot at doing what, what uh, how Frazier would talk his way out of that. Oh, well, uh, why don't I do it based on an own scenario? Like, Curtis just trying to blame me on ruffling stuff. Oh. I'm making noise. How about I? How about I use that as a scenario? How about that? All right, continue. Expand okay. that out. Yeah. So I was just watching, and somebody busted into my apartment and started making noise, but I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't me. I, I'm just innocent. You're very bad at that. But very so is Fraser. Fraser's much better at that than you are. I'll have a Fraser off. Bet you'll that lose. Sounded, <laughs> that sounded creepier than I thought. This is chaos. This is one of the every every time we record one of these, it's the worst one we've done, and we keep topping ourselves. No, this one's great so far. Yeah, it's. A, I know you you do listen to our podcast, so I think you're getting a taste of um, like the work I put into the edits. You're, you're doing a phenomenal <laughs> job as a professional editor. Let me give you some credit, Kurt, because holy crap, the pauses. I do think I- and Brad. I mean, it's a lot of work. <laughs> you have no I idea. Do th- I do think this was our worst opener, though. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was a bad opening gimmick. Yeah, Curtis, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs>